Section two of Gadsby. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Gadsby by Ernest Vincent Wright. Section two. By now, Branton Hills was so proud of not only its smarting up, but also of its startling growth on that account that an application was put forth for its incorporation as a city, a small city, naturally, but full of that condition of youth known as growing pains. So its shabby old town hall sign was thrown away, and a black and gold onyx slab with city hall blazing forth in vivid colors put up. Amidst band music, flag-waving, parading, and oratory, in only a month from that glorious day, Gadsby found folks primping up, girls putting on bright ribbons, boys finding that suits could stand a good ironing, and rich widows and portly matrons almost outdoing any rainbow in brilliancy. An occasional shop along Broadway, which had a rattly door or shaky windows, was put into first-class condition to fit Branton Hills' status as a city. Old Bill Simpkins was strutting around, as pompous as a drum major. For now, that old town council would function as a city council. His council. His own stamping ground. According to him, from it, at no far day, Bill Simpkins, city councilman, would show an anxiously waiting world how to run a city. Though probably, I think, how not to run it. It is truly surprising what a narrow mind, what a blind outlook a man brought up with practically no opposition to his boyhood wants, can attain, though brought into contact with indisputably important data for improving his city. Our organization boys thought Bill a bit off, but Gadsby would only laugh at his blasts against paying out city funds, for, you know, all bombs don't burst. You occasionally find a dud. But this furor for fixing up rattly doors or shaky windows didn't last, for old Bill's oratory found favor with a bunch of his old tightwads, who actually thought of inaugurating a campaign against Gadsby's organization of youth. As soon as this was known about town, that mythical pot known as public opinion was boiling furiously. A vast majority stood back of Gadsby and his kids, so old Bill's ranks could count only on a small group of rich old Shylocks, to whom a bank book was a thing to look into or talk about only annually, that is, on bank balancing days. This small minority got up a slogan, Why Spoil a Good Old Town, and actually did, off and on, talk a shopman out of fixing up his shop or grounds. This, you know, put an additional vigor into our organization, inspiring a boy to bring up a plan for calling a month, say July, pick up paint up and wash up month, for it was a plain fact that all about town was many a shabby spot. A lot of buildings could stand a good coat of paint and yards raking up, thus showing surrounding towns that not only could Branton Hills doll up, but had a class of inhabitants who gladly would go at such a plan and carry it through. So Gadsby got his gang out to sally forth, and any man or woman who did not jump at first at such a plan by vigorous youth was always brought round through noticing how poorly a shabby yard did look so gadsby put in branton hills post this stirring call 
Raking up your yard or painting your building is simply improving it both in worth, artistically and from a utilization standpoint. I know that many a city front lawn is small, but if it is only fairly big, a walk cut curvingly will add to it surprisingly. That part of a walk which runs to your front door should show rows of small rocks rough and natural, and grading from small to big, but no hit or miss layout. You can so fix up your yard as to form an approach to unity in plan with such as adjoin you, though without actual duplication, thus providing harmony for all who may pass by. It is, in fact, but a bit of city planning. And anybody who aids in such work is a most worthy inhabitant, so cut your scraggly lawns, trim your old shaggy shrubs, bring into artistic form your grass-grown walks. Now naturally, in writing such a story as this, with its conditions as laid down in its introduction, it is not surprising that an occasional rough spot in composition is found. So I trust that a critical public will hold constantly in mind that I am voluntarily avoiding words containing that symbol which is, by far, of most common inclusion in writing our Anglo-Saxon as it is today. Many of our most common words cannot show, so I must adopt synonyms, and so twist a thought around as to say what I wish with as much clarity as I can. So, now to go on with this odd contraption. By autumn, a man who took his vacation in July would hardly know his town upon coming back, so thoroughly had thousands dug in to aid in its transformation. Boys, said Gadsby, you can pat your own backs if you can't find anybody to do it for you. This city is proud of you, and girls, just sing with joy, for not only is your city proud of you, but I am too. But how about you, sir, and your work? This was from Frank, a boy brought up to think fairly on all things. Oh, said Gadsby laughingly, I didn't do much of anything but boss you young folks around. If our council awards any diplomas, I don't want any. I would look ridiculous strutting around with a diploma with a pink ribbon on it, now wouldn't I? This talk of diplomas was as a bolt from a bright sky to this young hustling bunch. But though Gadsby's words did sound as though a grown man wouldn't want such a thing, that wasn't saying that a young boy or girl wouldn't. And with this surprising possibility ranking in young minds, Many a kid was in an anti-soporific condition for parts of many a night. But a kindly councilman actually did bring up a bill about this diploma affair, and his collaborators put it through, which naturally brought up talk as how to award such diplomas. At last it was thought that a big public affair at City Hall, with our organization on a platform, with Branton Hills Mayor and Council, would furnish an all-round satisfactory way. Such an occasion was worthy of a lot of planning, and a first thought was for flags and bunting on all public buildings, with a grand illumination at night. Stationary lights would glow from all points on which a light could stand, hang, or swing, and gigantic rays would swoop and swish across clouds and sky. Bands should play, Boys and girls march and sing, and a vast crowd would pour into City Hall, 
as on similar occasions, a bad rush for chairs was apt to occur. A company of military units should occupy all important points to hold back anything simulating a jam. Now, if you think our organization wasn't all agog and wild, with youthful anticipation at having a diploma for work out of school hours, you just don't know youth. Boys and girls, though not full-grown inhabitants of a city, do know what will add to its popularity. And having had a part in bringing about such conditions, it was but natural to look back upon such as any military man might at winning a difficult fight. So, finally, our big day was at hand. That it might not cut into school hours, it was on a Saturday, and by noon, about a thousand kids, singing, shouting, and waving flags, stood in formation at City Park, awaiting, with growing thrills, a signal which would start as big a turnout as Branton Hills had known in all its history. Up at City Hall, awaiting arrivals of city officials, a big crowd sat, row upon row of chairs which not only took up all floor room, but also many a small spot, in doorway or on a balcony in which a chair or stool could find footing. And all who could not find such an opportunity willingly stood in back, just as a group of officials sat down on that flag-bound platform. Distant throbbing of drums and bright, snappy band music told of Branton Hills approaching thousands of kids, who finally marching in through City Hall's main door, stood in a solid mass around that big room. Naturally, Gadsby had to put his satisfaction into words, and advancing to a mahogany stand, stood waiting for a storm of hand-clapping and shouts to quit, and said, Your Honor, Mayor of Branton Hills, its council, and all you out in front, if you would only stop rating a child's ability by your own, and try to find out just what ability a child has, our young folks throughout this big world would show a surprisingly willing disposition to try things which would bring your approbation. A child's brain is an astonishing thing. It has, in its construction, an astounding capacity for absorbing what is brought to it. And not only to think about, but to find ways for improving it. It is today's child who, tomorrow, will, you know, laugh at our ways of doing things. So in putting across this campaign of building up our community into a municipality which has won acclaim, not only from its officials and inhabitants, but from surrounding towns, I found, in our young folks, an out-and-out -out inclination to assist. And you today can look upon it as labor in which your adult aid was but a small factor. So now my organization of youth, if you will pass across this platform, your mayor will hand you your diplomas. Not in all Branton Hills history had any boy or girl known such a thrill as upon winning that hard-won roll. And from solid banks of humanity, roars of congratulation burst forth. As soon as Mayor Brown shook hands, and such tiny, warm, soft young hands, too. Withal, a big outdoor lunch was found waiting on a charming lawn back of City Hall. And this was no World War mobilization lunch of donuts and a hot dog sandwich, but 
as two of Gadsby's sons said, was an all-round good big fill-up, and many a boy's and girl's tummy was soon round and taut as a balloon. As twilight was turning to dusk, boys in an adjoining lot shot skyward a crashing bomb, announcing a great illumination as a fitting climax for so glorious a day. And thousands sat on rock walls, grassy knolls, in cars or at windows, with a big crowd standing along curbs and crosswalks. Myriads of lights of all colors in solid balls, sprays, sparkling fountains, and bursts of glory shot in criss-cross paths, up and down, back and forth, across a starlit sky, providing a display without a par in local annals. But not only did youth thrill at so fantastic a show, adults had many a Fourth of July brought back from a distant past, in which our national custom wound up our most important holiday with a similar display. Only, in our fourths of long ago, horrifying gigantic concussions would disturb old folks and invalids until midnight, at which hour, according to law, all such carrying on must stop. But did it? Possibly in your town, but not around my district. All Fourth of July outfits don't always function at first, you know, and no kid or adult would think of quitting until that last pop should pop, or that last bang should bang. And so, many a dawn on July 5th found things still going, full blast. End of section 2